Hi, everybody. I'm Jason Mangum. And I'm Mark Anderson. And this is another segment of World Impact News. Today, we're going to be talking to you, yes, that's right, once again about the coronavirus. And so, we simply title this segment, Coronavirus, Is the Lockdown Necessary? Question mark. And we're going to pose that question mark as we talk about the different things and these different, uh, what's going on. It seems like cities, counties, everybody is in a panic about this. I mean, there's all kinds of executive orders flying left and right. I don't think I've ever seen such executive orders been written and signed and executed before. But uh, so as part of the segment, too, we are in a living room. So that's where we just felt we're going to record this from a living room today. I want to say something, too, and Mark's got some great information about things that are happening. Because remember, this is not just affecting the United States of America, but this is a global pandemic. And a pandemic, obviously, of fear and all the things that are happening that go with it. But I have a very, very reliable source in the medical industry. That's what they do for a living. And so they they said they just uh, actually yesterday had lunch with the infectious disease, emergency room uh, doctors, as well as pathology doctors, and a whole bunch of doctors. And the doctors all said the same thing, Mark. This is no different than the flu, A or B. It's no more dangerous. It's not any more dangerous to anybody. And what they said is that was so important, and we want you to hear this, is that it's an RNA-type virus. So it acts, as soon as it hits your body, it dies. And your body then begins to fight it. But it's very important to to have an immune system that's built up. So that's why you have, you know, people saying, well, your immune system doesn't matter. It does matter. That is your defense system against this virus. Absolutely. It's no different than uh, what the doctors are saying. These are medical professionals with decades and decades and decades of experience that say it's no different than the flu A or flu B, you know, influenza as it's known. Uh, it's no different, and it's not any more dangerous than it to build up your immune system. I mean, you can watch a video. Uh, we did coronavirus, manufactured pandemic. We put that question out to the audience, and we had our guest on, uh, Pastor Matteo Brosi from Italy. They're on total lockdown, and he says that the doctors are actually telling people, don't take vitamin C, don't take vitamin C. It doesn't matter. You're going to catch this thing. You're going to die. So you can see even where medical professionals, so-called professionals, are getting, you know, the people all stirred up and scared and this fear instilled into them, Mark. Much when, like the news professionals exactly, are doing the same thing. Which yes. your immune system is what you need to build up because they say, just build it up. Take, make sure you're taking. So we encourage you, take some, get some emergency, take vitamin C, take probiotics, acidophilus. There's other things you can do homeopathic, natural ways to build up your immune system because guess what? The thing that it hits you, if it was to hit you, your immune system is going to kick in and totally annihilate this thing and destroy it. So, well, Mark, let's uh, let's get into, uh, I guess, really you have some great information because are these really necessary steps, necessary measures that are being taken to to actually you know, where people are having to self-quarantine, 
I mean, there are people that are on total lockdown right now. Restaurants closing. Yeah, this is a good question. Now, the the experts you cited would have been as of March 23rd, for the record, of 2020. Today, as we shoot this, this is March 24th. Important to have the date there so we have the timeline relevant to what we're saying. But my my contacts over at ukcolumn.org another video-based news show, much like World Impact News, uh, with whom I associate and sometimes uh, collaborate on news reporting and research, they sent me lockdown, an an unnecessary measure, and it's a whole list of things, Jason, that raise questions as to whether this world lockdown is really justified. This is not to say that people, elderly and other vulnerable people, shouldn't have some protection around them. It's not to say that nursing homes and retirement homes shouldn't have extra measures in terms of outside people. That's all common sense, but that would be true with the regular flu. That would be true with the common cold. Of of course the elderly and the vulnerable should be a little more isolated, but that should be a normal everyday thing, coronavirus or no coronavirus. Exactly. You know, that's that's been with us for time immemorial. We've got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, immigrants coming into Ellis Island, New York, used to be inoculated and would receive inoculations right on the spot as a matter of routine to prevent communicable diseases in their spread. It's only in this modern era that we've gotten so lax. And then we don't have hard science. We don't have honest or uh, you know forthright reporting by our news media. And hysteria tends to move in. But what I learned from my UK column um, sources were, for for instance, as of the 19th of March 2020, COVID-19, as this new coronavirus is called, some call it zoonotic novel coronavirus, but COVID-19 no longer considered a high-consequence infectious disease in the UK. And that's official sources. Wow. And a new French study in the Journal of Antimicrobial Agents titled SARS-CoV-2 Fear Versus Data concludes that the problem of SARS-CoV-2 is probably overestimated. And then a... Italian study from August of 2019 found that flu deaths in Italy were between 7,000 and 25,000 in recent years. So we already had high flu deaths in Italy anyway. And they have a very aging population. The birth rate there is is a little bit too low among Italian Europeans. And uh, that's been a problem with the aging population in Italy has actually had small villages almost disappear of their population because the birth rate is so low. And, in fact, a leading Italian doctor reports that, quote, strange cases of pneumonia were seen in the Lombardy region in Italy as of November 2019, raising again the question if they were caused by the new virus or by other factors, such as the dangerously high smog levels in northern Italy. So, you see, we have all these factors. That's just a little bit of what I'm talking about here. Uh, Another one, Danish researcher Peter Goetsch, founder of the renowned Cochrane Medical Collaboration, writes that corona is an epidemic of mass panic, and the first victim was logic itself. And so there's some uh, other... Other ones in addition to that, a former Israeli health minister, Professor Yoram Lass, says the new coronavirus is less dangerous than the flu and lockdown measures will kill more people than the virus. See, so we're not just citing American, we're not just citing one country. This is UK, this is Switzerland, this is France, this is Italy, this is Israel. 
all these sources from around the world are saying uh, logic is the first thing to go. That's the real casualty. And sanity is the first thing to go. That's the real casualty. we got to take into account uh, the epidemic of mass panic, as the Danish researcher talked about, and smog levels, that the regular flu can be just as bad, if not sometimes worse. And we know the the, the statistics show that the regular flu kills something in the magnitude of three to four hundred thousand a year worldwide and thirty to forty thousand a year in just America alone. Those are still staggering numbers, well beyond what the new uh, zoonotic novel coronavirus is claimed to have done. So, and we've talked about before on this show all the different um, recoveries, how the recoveries are outpacing death something like 10 to 1, give or take a little bit, and how the news media generally will not mention those except in passing on, on occasion or as a miscellaneous item, but not putting it front and center that recoveries are, have generally been quite high, especially in the countries where coronavirus was said to be the worst. Italy, Iran, and China have had the largest numbers of deaths, it's true, but also burgeoning recoveries, lots of recoveries. And overall, it looks like we're already turning a corner on this thing, all, all things considered. Which is interesting, Mark, because what the facts are showing, what medical science is showing, is that the ones that are actually in isolation are the ones in greater danger, where they're actually locking themselves away. So well they have the they have the highest number of deaths. Now they right. have they have a number of recoveries, uh but the highest number of deaths tend to be where the lockdowns are the greatest. Right. Italy uh I'm not sure about Iran, but China and Italy for sure. There's also lots of other factors that need to be taken into account, you know, Chinese herbal medicine, the different medical modalities um, warmer regions would be expected to have less of a spread than cooler regions, we're told. But, you know, the jury's still out in some respects on this thing. But what I'm getting is that um, the lockdown is an unnecessary measure and that um, uh, with proper nutrition and proper building up of the human immune system, uh, we're going to have, we're going to continue to see the recoveries rise and we're going to continue to see uh, less and less of a need for drastic measures like lockdowns or vaccines that are put on the fast track and maybe skip some of the regulations and are not tested as carefully as they should be and the vaccine could end up being quite dangerous. Right. That could be catastrophic to us, you know, as a nation and across the world if they just start, like you said, put get a fast track to get this thing out there and start inoculating everybody when it could actually be the very thing that kills you. So it could be way greater of a danger than the virus itself because, and and let me say this too is, and and this is what I'm being told, is that even in Italy, they're not actually testing people. It's a diagnosis based upon the symptom. So there could be people exactly what you were referring to and what UK column and other journalists, and I believe this is the important thing that journalists go up and get the truth is that they're not actually sure if it was the coronavirus that actually killed them. It could be influenza, pneumonia, it could be other yes. causes for the death because they're basically not testing anybody any longer. It's based upon the symptom. And so, but. In all right. this, in all this too, Mark. You know, I think one of the things that we really need to address as well is, is it, is it, you know, some would say, well, it's a necessary evil, 
Well, we've got to remember, at least in the United States of America, is that, yes, we want to be protected and we want to feel secure, but that does not give the government a right to take away our constitutional rights. Absolutely not. Um, you know, the basic freedom to assemble, uh, including for worship at church, and to, to publish, to engage in commerce, to, to speak out, to, to engage in civil disobediences if necessary. These are, you know, cherished human rights that are not only cherished in America, but people around the world look to America to be the leader that city on a hill that shows we all have these rights. America just happens to be where they're concentrated and most, most, uh, uh, you know, widely recognized. But a lot of people look to the United States for that philosophical and, um, spiritual leadership to, to show we have a constitution. This constitution will get us past arbitrary government. It will not allow tyranny. Our founders gave us something that resists tyranny. They inoculated us against tyranny. That's the real inoculation we need to keep in place, is this buffer against tyranny. Our immune system is our Bill of Rights. That's our immune system. That's what enables us to speak out about other modalities, to speak out about homeopathy or naturopathy. So it's not a medical monopoly anymore. Free speech helps balance that to offset that medical monopoly so people hear other viewpoints, so they don't hear ridiculous things like in Italy where the authorities were telling them, don't take vitamin C, don't take any other supplements, just take aspirin. And aspirin is notoriously bad for your stomach and can make your blood too thin when taken in quantities that are too large or unspecified quantities. And so free speech helps get good advice out there. It helps counterbalance bad advice. It helps give us good news or helpful news where the news media fails. Well, Jason, what you and I do for World Impact News helps balance the score. It helps get people thinking about other things the regular news media and the government will rarely tell them about, if at all. So our rights aren't just some prideful thing. They're not just our egos flexing. They are our way to balance the score, to, to get additional information out there, to help each other, and to get beyond the myopic news media and the arbitrary government that can go tyrannical when hysteria sets in. Our Bill of Rights is good for our health. It's, it's good for our uh, overall well-being on this planet. And that's, that's what it's all about. These rights come from God. We are endowed by our Creator with these rights. And they are instituted among men partially to help us inform each other because we can't always rely on our institutions, unfortunately. And that's why the institution of free speech is itself an institution that enables human beings to hear the whole story where the story is lacking, to be free where they otherwise would be under tyranny. That's It's, it's meaningful to have our rights. It's not just people wanting to be arrogant and say, well, I don't want to be standing in lines, you know, I don't want to have to submit to all these silly rules. It's not rebellion, ladies and gentlemen, to exercise our rights. It might involve civil disobedience in some cases. It might involve elements of rebellion, but our rights themselves are not a rebellion against the system. They are the system itself. That's what makes life worth living in the temporal world, is our cherished God-given rights. Right. And the thing about it is Congress shall make no law trying to prohibit us or keep us from our rights. That's right. All our rights in the Bill of Rights are basically negations because when they wrote the Constitution, they didn't originally have the Bill of Rights. 
Those were added in 1791 because the anti-federalists like Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson looked at the Constitution and they saw a weakness in it. They, they didn't accept Alexander Hamilton's argument that what the government, what the Constitution is silent about, the government won't do that. They, Hamilton proposed that if the, if the Constitution was silent about taking your guns away, and it didn't say anything about taking your guns away, then it, they would never take your guns away. But the anti-federalists like Jefferson said, no, no, we need a negation in there. We need a extra layer of protection. We can't trust human nature completely. We just broke with the British Empire. We know how arbitrary and despotic government can be. We need that extra firewall that says Congress shall make no law to deny us freedom of speech or assembly. They shall make no law to abridge our freedom to bear arms. See, so it's that extra firewall right. that they put in. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. That's our political immune system. That's our inoculation against tyranny. Yeah. But it's amazing because, Mark, many people, I mean, we can see across the nation, and I'm speaking directly to Americans, that they have just so totally surrendered their rights, even the church, totally over a threat of something that hasn't even happened in their community, that hasn't even, there is no outbreak, there are no cases, if there is cases, they're limited. They're way fewer than the influenza and the flu is, and it's like they just automatically put up their hands in surrender, and they're even taking, and this is where I think a lot of times it comes with Mark, where the it is very uh, important that you get the information, as they say, from the horse's mouth, because look, we live in the state of Texas, our governor signed a COVID-19 executive order, and everybody thinks, well, it shut down everything, it absolutely did not shut down everything. And it certainly didn't shut down the church. Yet, I don't know a church in our area that is open. In fact, didn't the executive order posted on the governor of Texas's website right now, didn't it in fact specify that that the freedom to uh, worship is explicitly still in, 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 a, in effect and that, that this did not intend to cut back on our freedom of worship whatsoever, right? Governor Abbott's exact words are that it did not specifically mention churches because churches are protected under the freedom of religion of the U.S. Constitution. So, right. so it, it excludes, it does not prohibit churches, it actually excludes churches. From meaning, coming together. Meaning that all the Catholic and Protestant and independent churches that are closed now across the board are all doing this basically on their own volition, maybe thinking they're under some uh, fiat or some decree right. when in fact they're not. Right. Based upon, and really a lot of it is certainly misinformation, and but there's this propaganda that's out there. And you know, and you do have a lot of the different cities and a lot of the different county judges doing things and really giving bad information or having an impression that they're putting out there. And I believe that, I mean, that if the church would just remember, if church, if you really believe the Word of God and know the Word of God, then you know what the truth is. This is very personal to me as a pastor that churches claim and pastors claim to know the word of God but yet they don't even know what the law says and they don't even understand that they their rights 
to, to gather together and assemble and worship and freedom of religion are still intact. Nobody has taken them away. So don't give them away, pastors. Don't give them away, church. Don't give them away. Because once your rights are taken away, and really, if you lay down your rights, if you give them away, they will never be given back to you. So Certainly not in the same form or to the same degree you had before. Rights, remember, ladies and gentlemen, were hard fought. They were won by blood, sweat, and tears in many instances. Imagine fighting the Redcoats in an open field. Imagine what our founding colonial people had to go through to get these rights. Don't surrender them uh, over... Um, COVID-19 hysteria. Sure, necessary precautions. Sure, isolate the elderly and the vulnerable. And we can all be with our families a little more. Nothing inherently wrong with that. Getting the kids out of those public schools and other spinoffs isn't necessarily a bad thing. Less escapism, less uh, sports, bread and circuses. Uh, maybe people are reading more books now. Uh, there's a lot of good things, and hopefully that includes the Bible. Lots of good spinoffs, but our rights are sacred. They are something God-given. Do not surrender them over half-baked news information or lazy reporters that don't get the full story about all the recoveries and aren't reporting generally what I'm reporting here today that many authorities in, in, across the world are saying we're rounding a corner now and, and it looks like that these, this lockdown isn't, isn't even necessary if it ever was. And certainly if it ever was, that time is a past according to a number of the experts I'm learning about. So this is it. Our rights are hard fought. They were won with great cost, a tremendous price was paid for them. Don't surrender them over half-baked, media-fed hysteria. Exactly. And so I think everybody needs to stand together and unite together, um, especially in this time, so that those rights are not taken away from us. So, Because really that's the wonderful thing about our government is it's by the people. For the people. As long, our, as, long as we appreciate it and exactly. enact it and go about Go about it like we own it. It's ours. And operate on that premise. And stop surrendering to these authorities that have a lot of profiteering. A lot of people that have worked with the CDC have uh, interests in the de- development of vaccines. They have skin in the game. They have, they have profits that can be theirs personally if vaccines are developed. This is well documented. Check it out online. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, let's, let's remind our viewers, uh, was involved with the Johns Hopkins um, um, Center for Health Security and the World Economic Forum last October 18th and 19th in New York City having a mock COVID-19 um, uh, novel virus drill based on a pandemic simulation that is eerily like what we're really experiencing right now as we're told. So this needs to be further investigated. Uh, this has been referenced in other programs we've done in World Impact News, but it's worth mentioning again that in that in that exercise, Event 201, look it up, Event 201, the Center for Health Security of Johns Hopkins, this pandemic exercise, it, it pointed to something very much like what is reportedly really happening. So these conflicts of interest and the people in and out of the CDC revolving door that stand to make profits off the development of treatments and vaccines. These things cannot be overlooked either as we protect our rights, as we get a level head about this, and as we, yes, exercise necessary precautions, but the biggest precaution is to protect our rights. Yeah. And so don't be motivated by all the fear and this fear-mongering that's happening and all the propaganda. It's very irresponsible of the media 
the lamestream media, as we call it many times, that is actually out there uh, putting forth this propaganda and spreading the fear and spreading the panic rather than giving the facts and the real information. Like another thing you don't hear from the media is all of the recoveries that are happening. There's numerous recoveries happening. So, you know, it's, it's almost like fear and that all sells, but it's really, you have to understand, it's for something else that they're doing, which is a hidden agenda. And so just make sure that you stay informed. Yes, you should have concern. But there is a lot of other things that you could really be more concerned about than this. But there should be no panic. There should be there should not be a panic at this time. So, you know, and that's what we came on to encourage you. But really one of the other things is we need to talk about here, Mark, maybe in closing, is right now there is a stimulus package that's been being put together in Congress. And Correct. there's a great fight that's going on. And you see um, the left and the right. And you see all these other things that are happening. You know, I know that there was word about every adult getting $1,000. And there's all these different things, you know, to help stimulate the economy and get money into their hands. And it seems like the government's coming in and we're going to rescue you. At least that's what the politicians say. But I don't want you to forget that is your tax dollars. That is your money that you lent the government. Bottom line, it's yours. So, I mean... But they make it done. They do this in a way, and then they're fighting over stuff, and they're wanting to put all kinds of stuff like Planned Parenthood funding in the stimulus. The Green New Deal has somehow it has slipped into this stimulus. You know, it's it's all these regulations now and things that they're actually trying to actually remove people's freedoms. That these things have to be done now in the stimulus, health care in the stimulus, as well as health care for illegal immigrants in the stimulus and not even that reparations based upon culture so it's ludicrous mark of what they're doing remember everybody this is your tax dollars that's your money and so it's like now the government saying we're going to help you and do all these things well it's your money in the first place and who better to know how to spend it or how to use it yeah, than you? You'll notice the premise. They, 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 they talk as if they have hegemony over the people economically and that it's not really our money when in fact it is. And all we really need is those that have had slowdowns or um, lockdowns of their jobs. E- either, either they've tapered down to a, a dull roar or they're not working at all. Yes, they do need like let's say 1200 per adult and 500 per child, maybe for two or three or four months, uh, maybe longer. The, the basic stimulus like that is necessary. And sure, deferring student loan payments and or interest, uh, uh, President Trump already announcing the federal income tax filing deadline moving from April 15 to July 15. All these measures loosen up money and provide liquidity. But then for largely the Democrats to come in and say that we need to politicize this and make it into a social battleground through Planned Parenthood funding being inserted, through um, other measures that you mentioned, Jason, being inserted in there, these things politicize and um, uh, turn this into a political football instead of the straightforward help the American people need at this very cri- uh, critical juncture that we're going through. Uh, these are going to make everything more controversial, uh, provide all sorts of snags. They're going to get their pants caught on a nail about everything now, um, whereas this could be just a nice, clean, straightforward way to help subsidize consumption because the first thing that falls is buying power and purchasing power, and you need 
you need to put that so there's more water in the water wheel. So uh, consumption happens, purchases happen, which in turn drives production, and everything gets back on track. Nice and clean, very simple, it can be done, but to gum up the works with reparations and all sorts of social uh, discord and social conflict, uh, socially touchy issues to begin with, such as Planned Parenthood and abortion. Uh, to mix those things in now is, is an insult to the American people and the tax dollars that belong to them. And what's amazing is they even wanted to say cancel all debt, all student debt. Just cancel, not all debt, but all student debt. So they're wanting to put that into the stimulus package. But here's the reality, people, as you watch this. We just saw the Democratic Party in the House impeach President Trump over one of the things was withholding aid to the Ukraine. When they themselves are withholding aid from the U.S. people, it is absolutely ridiculous. This is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're bringing this to you so that you can see the bigger picture that you would begin, not now that you get informed, is to contact your congressman, contact your congresswoman, get involved because, and then, and don't be scared and motivated by all of it because it is your money, it's your tax dollars. And so, I mean, and they all, that's all they're doing is they're just filling it full of pork fat. That's all. It's just being, it's just being filled full of all this stuff. That's what the left is doing right now as an attack. And it's just amazing to me. I want to say that again. They impeached President Trump over withholding aid to the Ukraine. Allegedly. 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 Which he didn't withhold. It was a, you're absolutely right, Mark. Allegedly holy, withholding funds, aid funds from the Ukraine, but that's exactly what they're doing is withholding aid to the U.S. people during this time. Really, that's manufactured by the government. This has all been manufactured in, in one way or another, and everybody here is getting affected because of it. The economy is getting affected for it. So don't believe the lies. Get informed, get the truth, get involved, and don't be mo- don't be motivated at all by this propaganda and all the fear. Yes, call 202-224-3121 or 202-225-3121. That's the switchboard to Capitol Hill. You can ask for any senator or house member. Tell them you want a straightforward uh, stimulus package, no strings attached, no s- social infighting or controversial issues inserted at this time. This is for all Americans, regardless of their background, all American citizens, that is, and to help us all equally without any, without any uh, discrimination, without any preconceived notions, to help the American people who are going through shutdowns or slowdowns of their jobs to get more liquidity, to get more stimulus and purchasing power in their pockets and in their purses and wallets. It's very important to get the politics out of it and get this money to where it's needed as we round the corner on this um, as a nation and as a world. Yeah, and that's really what it is. It's a deadlock, and it's more of the left. Just That's all they're doing. They're just going to stop everything. Mark, that's all they're going to do. They're just going to stop everything because why they still want to control and they want to manipulate. And the bottom line is they don't really care. They don't care about the American people. If they did, then they would actually work together and get this thing done. It should already and not fill it with all the fat. It should not, it should already be approved yeah. and signed and done. Yeah. Not use it not not use it to weaponize it and use it against the American people because that's exactly what they've turned this into. Pri- primarily against yeah. Trump supporters and him, to be honest. Exactly, because we can see, I mean they're afraid of that. That's just 
let's just maybe in our closing statements we'll say it because a lot of this I believe has been manufactured because they are afraid of what Trump is doing Trump is coming against the globalist Trump is coming against everything that these politics have been doing for years everything that these lobbyist groups have been doing and special interest groups and he is cleaning the swamp and they're afraid of him what better way is get everybody in fear so they can't gather so that Trump can't have rallies because he has the greatest movement right now that's happening and rallies and people and they're afraid of it well, they, I believe that all ties into this Mark yeah they even said that they were afraid the stimulus would be seen as buying votes in other words what they're really afraid of is President Trump will get a dividend from this not really intended, but that by getting the stimulus package ni- nice and clean, no strings attached, right where it's needed, with careful math, careful figuring, everything figured out very carefully, they're, they're afraid that he'll win a lot of votes with this. That's not his main motivation, but that he'll get the Trump dividend out of this because it will really uh, turn things around because people, if they get that stimulus money and these loans are deferred and tax filing dates are deferred, uh, that's a lot of liquidity. And uh, once that's enacted, people are going to feel it. There's going to be more money in their pockets, larger purchases, not just buying toilet paper and eggs and stuff and, until the shelves are empty, but people will begin to make larger purchases of durable items again. And that truly gets the manufacturing going again. And confidence comes back and people feel better about their country, and um, that will bring a surge of, of energy that will easily overcome the largely synthetic fear over this virus beyond common sense precautions. Right, right. And so, too, Mark, don't they have, don't the globalists have a name for what's going on right now? Don't they, haven't they actually have a tagline for this year? Oh, yeah, this is, this is the forgotten year. They're saying 2020 is the year that, that never happened. The, the 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 forgotten year or the oh what's the name the lost year the lost year thank you ladies and gentlemen the the, the globalists including those at Bloomberg and the economists uh, who are represented at the annual Bilderberg meetings they're calling 2020 the lost year some even speculating that our elections up to and including the November election will be affected and may not even happen but of course if you don't have a new election then Trump remains president until there is an election. You can't unelect him until there's an election. Exactly. So, is it manufactured? Is this all necessary? And that's the question we pose to you today. And we'll leave you with that. So, thank you for watching. I'm Jason Mangum. And I'm Mark Anderson. And we'll see you next time. God bless. 